Welcome to Live Healthy Now with Nicola Mercer, a weekly show helping you get clear on the power of building sustainable, healthy habits to live the happy, strong life you are craving. It's time to stop waiting for happiness and burning yourself out trying to reach it. Each week we'll share insights into the world of health and well-being to help you learn which habits are the right ones for you without the overwhelm and confusion you feel right now. It's time to strip back and lay out the truth about why taking better care of yourself is the answer to the happy life you're striving so hard to create. Hi and welcome to today's episode of Live Healthy Now. I am very excited today for the episode because this is quite an unusual one to be recording. I'm here with my lovely partner, Kev, who has, well, maybe not quite volunteered, but been coerced into coming on today as a guest because this month is all about real people and sharing how real people can face challenges in their life and and maybe even hit rock bottom and the way that they bring themselves back to living a life of purpose and one where they feel happy and strong is by starting to take care of themselves, starting to be kind to themselves, to think about what might support them better, to get into a better place, to have more vitality and energy and all-round happiness in their life. So Kev is going to share a bit of his story today. I think hopefully we're going to have a little bit of fun as we go through the episode. I better just remind him that it is also being recorded for YouTube, so you are on camera, it's not just audio. (laughs) Um, So I really hope you enjoy the episode and this month is all about helping you to see what being healthy is about and that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It isn't something that, you know, you have to be perfect at, that you have to do certain things to be healthy. It's about you doing what you need for where you are in your life at that point and really tapping into what's going to give you the best return for your investment, so to speak. And you might have heard one of the very first episodes called Life is Like a Box of Chocolates. And that is about how your wellness toolkit is like a box of chocolates. You're going to take from it the ones that you enjoy and like the most, and you'll gradually work your way through the box to the ones that don't hold as much value for you, which for lots of people, especially me, are the toffee ones. Um, So yeah, it's the same kind of thing in that this is about opening up what being healthy is so that you can get ideas and be inspired to create your own healthy habits in a way that's going to give you the impact you need for your life. So, welcome, Kev, to the Live Healthy Now podcast. Thank you, and this is where it all exists, yeah? It is, in this little room, yeah. You might have to come a little bit closer to the microphone. So, let's get started with just sharing a little bit about where you were. So, you and I have been together a year, and... Your story starts really, I guess, in the few years leading up to that. So just to give a bit of background as to how you felt about yourself and how healthy you were. Yeah. So from going back many years now, but I would say more often from the last few years, um, my life wasn't in a very good place. And and now I can't talk about it for many years, you know, as a man. We didn't talk about not Mm. being okay. 
So we always have that stigma um, associated with it. But especially over the last, I would say, 18 months, it's come more prevalent there now of, you know, mental health and everything that came around, comes around with mental health. So it's not just around about, you know, it's about being in your head of actually, you know, being, it's not depressive, it's, it's low, it's being anxious. It's a lot of things around that. Um, it's more now of now actually thinking about yourself, taking care of yourself, the importance of taking care of yourself. Mm. Um, I was one of these you know, these average men that never really took care of themselves, just always going out, you know, life and soul of the party, as opposed to one of the key things, you know, you just you just drank, you just ate what you wanted to eat when you wanted to eat, uh, you know, not putting any much thought into it and what, mm. what you put into your body and actually what was that, may, how was that may make you feel on the outside. Um, and I think now over the last, I'll say 12 months, more likely nine, when it started to, Come, come into my head from from yourself is how important that started to become to me. Um, so really going back to where I was, you know, uh, you know, you see a relatively short period of time back there was that, you know, I would go out to work and that work was my sole purpose, I would say, is probably at that, that point in time. Um, and working away and then coming back and then just literally coming back from work, it was a case of, Sitting down on the couch, picking my phone up, looking at my phone of what I've missed during the day. You know, social media was probably the key things around that. And then starting to think, actually, did I want to eat? And if I did want to eat, actually, what could I be bothered to eat? Mm. Was probably one of the key things on that as well. And then that would just be me for that night until I went to bed. Um, And then because of how I felt and how I was, I could just not switch off at all, in bed at all. And what I needed at that point was some sort of stimulation to take my mind off other things that was going on in my head, and that was generally the TV. So the TV would go on, and then I would just watch TV to literally fall asleep in whatever that time would be. So no set times for sleep patterns. You know, generally woke up really tired to the point of actually I didn't think of a hard sleep. Mm-hmm. And it used to be that opposite effect of, I'll go to bed wide awake, then wake back up, tired, wanting to go to sleep. Yeah. was generally the case of that. Mm. Um, within that time, I suppose, you know, what I was really doing was existing in life, mm. you know, and 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 how I look back on that was, was really sad because of how, how I felt because of that. That was generally the case mm. of that. Um, even though I had you know, two lovely kids, um, you know, who were around there to support me all the time and everything like that. But within myself, that didn't really, you know, have a true sense of the whys, as we talked, as we probably go down about, but the whys of why I should be happy within myself and how mm. I should go about on that as well. So a bit of a mumble on around mm. that, but within that, that's probably how I was. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there. One of the things that you touched on was the mental health of men and I guess stigma is a word to probably associate with that is you know the stigma around men opening up about how they feel and you know was that something that you struggled with and do you think if you had been able to open up sooner about how you felt that you wouldn't have maybe got to such a bad place? Oh, massively, massively. I just thought at that point of time, 
um, with everything I was trying to deal with internally with myself. If I was talked to anybody about that, I just felt I was I would be a burden on somebody else mm-hmm. with thinking I'm just gonna I don't want to overlay my problems onto somebody else's, which I thought had problems as well. Um, and just think, you know, let's just best try and deal with myself. Yeah. You know, man up. There was nothing really that I was I should have mm-hmm. thought I should have been depressed about was probably a key thing. Um mm. but that that made it more frustrating from my side as well. And, you know, and I think that just cascaded everything into how I felt about myself and then how I trapped myself, mm. how I thought everybody else thought about myself. And, you know, at times it was hard and the majority of the time I did have to put on a mask, shall we say, to be this, you know, alternative person um, to try and be, you know, is is, is how would people perceive me. Yeah. And I think the big thing about that was, you know, the old, the, old, the new buzzword, shall we say, is that imposter syndrome mm. was the big thing of this, you know, this person on my shoulder just in my not just chipping at my ass and, you know, you're not good enough for this, you're not good enough mm-hmm. for that, you're not good enough in your profession. And, you know, you try to battle it away as much as you can, mm. you know, but it does it does come draining and, yeah, that's where where we were. Yeah. I think... That was the right side when I first came into your life. <laughs> yeah, you weren't that bad. <laughs> but I know you were struggling. And something you said there about not wanting to be a burden on other people, I think that's something... Lots of people, not just men, but women struggle with as well. There's, you know, perception that if you tell someone else what you're going through, that they're going to begrudge the support and and the energy and time you need from them because we all live busy lives. And I think, you know, that cycle of of negative self-talk and self-doubt, which is what you were struggling with, means that, you know, it's not just the impact that's having on your overall mental and physical health as well, because it does impact both. But it's also, you know, external to just you. You're putting it onto other people. So you're creating this whole story that what you need isn't fair on anyone else. And, you know, there's so many people who do struggle to reach out for support. And I know there's been lots of different campaigns and awareness around that because, it is absolutely vital that people find different communities and ways of support, whatever that looks like and feels right for you. So, yeah, thanks for, you know, being really vulnerable there and sharing that. And the imposter syndrome, I know, is something I wanted to tap into in our conversation because obviously I know this is what you struggled with. And for me, you were actually the first man, really, I think I'd ever heard openly talk about that so I knew I'd struggled with imposter syndrome I did some personal development work on imposter syndrome during my corporate career at Nike and then invested personally in that when I was made redundant that was the first big thing that I did for myself Um, and it is very common amongst women since I've been in this sector I've heard a lot of men talking about it there's a lot of different opinions about what imposter syndrome is and, and whether it's real or not, which we'll not go into. But even you talk about it, it was actually really surprising. And I think since then I have become more aware of the fact that this does happen to a lot of men. So you were struggling, weren't you, with the belief you had about yourself and 
this was not just a work-related thing, which for lots of people it is often only around work and their ability to perform and whether they're good enough to be in the position they're in. But for yourself, it was all round, wasn't it? It was work, but it was also, you know, as you say, as a father, were you good enough? To, were you giving your children and the rest of your family what they needed? And you you got caught in that downward spiral, which is one of the things I use in my coaching to show people how easy it is to get lower and lower in that spiral, the more you criticise yourself and, and pull yourself down and start to believe these negative stories about your worth. It, ultimately, yeah. that's what it is, isn't it? Imposter syndrome. It is, and it's, and it's, 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 it, it was hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that, especially from a family point of view, you know, mm-hmm. thinking I was worthy, and, you know, it's a, from that point, husband, uh, father, brother, son, mm-hmm. everything around all that was really difficult to try and get some positivity from when all I could feel was not good enough, not good enough, not good enough mm-hmm. from that imposter trying to get in there. Um, and it did lead lead into some vices, shall we say, that you know, I'm not not proud of mm-hmm. what I had done um, and, and the impact it did have at the time on, on a lot of people of, of where it was. And like you say, now coming back, coming through that, you know, I can I can see what had happened, but especially now is that because of where we are now in that journey that I start and, and, and currently on, you know, it's, it's, had, it's had a massive impact on me there going forward. So, mm, you know, yeah. not trying to dwell too much on the past there now because that was a past and yeah. trying to, you know, obviously we can't forget it, but it's it's that it's that reminder that I don't want you to try and keep on coming in now. Mm-hmm. It's how we're going forward on that now yeah. is, is the big, big thing. And that, that's what I want to tap into and share because Kev's a great example. I was going to say perfect example, but I want to use perfect again, but maybe it's the best way to say it. Kev's a perfect example of how taking care of yourself isn't about being perfect because you're far from perfect Thank you in your much. healthy habits. Aren't you? <laughs> um <laughs> And that's what I wanted to show with today's chat and the other conversations this month is it isn't about being perfect and ticking every box. There's not a recipe to be healthy and that only when you do those things does that equal health. You're evolving in the way you take care of yourself. You're learning. You're finding what works for you. It's been a big shift for you, hasn't it? Because you were pretty much at a ground zero point shall we say um you'd started to play golf before I met you and you were enjoying that I think you'd found two things from golf one the community side to being with people and having that support who you'd actually start to open up Mm. to about how you felt and being outside and move well three moving your body was the third one you'd found that that was already something that was shifting not just your mental health, but improvements in your physical health, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely. Small changes, but it did start the journey. It was. I mean, the golf side, obviously, that's came through after, obviously, the COVID as well. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing of having something, you know, to do. Yeah, which 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 would create my, you know, everything without without me with me and my mental health. Yeah, in a lot better place. And obviously, you know, about the friends, what you talk about. And even just the walk, like you say, the moving the body. I mean, 
you know, at the very start, you would come off there aching and, you know, your body was tired, mm-hmm. you know, at the very start thing. Oh, God, it, it, this is this is virtually, like you say, a, a 12-hour, 14-hour day sort of thing of playing golf and the recovery afterwards, <laughs> basically. But, you know, playing it mm-hmm. and playing it in, in a more regular basis, that, you know, definitely, definitely got me into a better place and probably the ideal platform of, you know, really starting to know why I need to look after my body and now. Yeah, yeah. So when I met you, you had um, very high blood pressure, which you were on medication for. You were struggling with your mental health and your physical health. So you'd had some visits to the doctor about the blood pressure. You thought Mm. that was all the stress related. But you did have a very poor diet, shall we say. Yeah, I didn't say poor, I say enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, you didn't have really yeah. very much knowledge about health, did you? You were, you were. When I first met you, you said, "Oh, I've signed up. Oh, I'm about to sign up for the Great North Run, which is the half marathon most people have probably heard of in the UK, anyway." But thirteen mile run here in Newcastle. This was the January. You were going to run that in the September, and and you decided to do that for a charity, which was very close to your heart. And so you had your why, your purpose for running that, and. You didn't run at all. You didn't walk except slowly around the golf course. Or the chip shop. <laughs> but you were very much at the start. And, and again, this is why I wanted you to hear Kev's story because Kev, he's not another coach. I've interviewed lots of other coaches and experts on here. But, you know, he didn't have this knowledge about the right food to eat, the right way to exercise. You know, you, you'd in the past played football You'd sometimes gone to the gym when you travelled with work but without any direction of what to do and how to do it. So what are some of the changes you've made then this year in in your habits, in building yeah. those healthy habits? I, I think, obviously, the big one, obviously, was the energy uh, uh, from keeping fit. You know, I won't say gym because it's gym and, you know, going out, running, walking is a big mm. thing as well. But... Um, I do think, though, that the big thing for me was definitely on the diet and the healthy foods. Right. Um, in the past, there would have been takeaways. There would have been, you know, ready meals, you know, or something very quick to make. But it was never any sort of thought process of actually how healthy it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like fruit. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not a big veg, and that's the big thing, you know, is probably some of the challenges still on there, the greens um, on there. However, I do realise that there is a, big wide variety of foods that's out there that are healthy and are and are bloody enjoyable <laughs> it's probably surprisingly from my point but yeah but that, that I think that has been the big thing and it's it's the why around that is obviously just just is very important to me is based on you know I want to be fit and healthy now I know I need to be fit and healthy I want to be around for a long time um for yourself obviously depending on how you feel uh, but but as well as as far as far me me two kids me me mm. daughter, um, that which, which is a big big thing on that, and I know how much they helped mm-hmm. me, um, at the time of getting through where I where I was. Now I want to always be there for them in mm-hmm. any bad times they get to, and I want to be the fittest and healthiest mm-hmm. I can be to support them as well as, you know, yourself and yeah, everybody else around me. So. With some of the changes that you've made, so I'll just kind of summarise a few of them. Kev doesn't exercise every day. 
And this is something he is working on, his consistency with the movement habit. But he does play golf most weeks and he probably works out once or twice, depends if you're travelling for work, how much and so on. Um, We've started again the weekly run. So you did the Great North Run. You were amazing. You did a very, very good time. He was very committed to his training plan. Yeah, when he went to Turkey on holiday with the lads for a week. Um, But just to to kind of help people see how this journey evolved, it wasn't suddenly he's with me and I'm a health coach and I'm telling him, go to the gym five times a week and this is a diet that you you need to have. No, it was very gradual, wasn't it? And, And it still is, Kev's still adjusting. He's still balancing work, family, home life with movement which he wants to do more of but he's he's trying still to get in that habit so here is when we talk about this he can see the benefit he enjoy you actually really do enjoy don't you especially the weight side of things the strength training um he has improved what he's eaten he's sleeping a lot better better. he no longer needs stimulation with the tv to go to bed to go to sleep um and, you know, there's other little things that you've done, which a big part of I want to touch on is the internal self-talk and the support that you now give yourself. Mm. Like, how's that shift? You know, how have, how have things like working out and eating better impacted your self-belief and self-worth? Yeah, I think there now, it, that's it's a big, big thing I mean there now in my, like you say, there my self-worth in that I feel a lot better about myself um, I know I'm, I'm putting better things into myself there now, um, which, is, which is allowing me there now. More energy, I think, is probably the big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what we touch on as well on that is to that allows me to work out a lot more now as well. Um, I think that's that's a big thing, and just generally how I feel, how I'm feeling, my, feeling myself inside is how I'm feeling outside now. And when I when I do, not as a vain thing of look at myself and that. But I do feel better. I do feel good about mm-hmm. myself, um, and I do, and I just feel now I am the the Kev or the Kevin who I was always thought I there was there, mm-hmm. but was I really struggled with the demons inside me to get out. So yeah. I'm not the alternative Kev there that was there. So there's no mm-hmm. alternative there now. It's what you see, what mm-hmm. you get, which which you know, hopefully. I'm happy with myself there now, mm-hmm. and I'm not there now at this point to to please others to the expense of myself. Yeah, and I think that was the big thing there now as a change. But mm. and obviously, being with me, you hear me go on about this a lot mm-hmm. because I love it and it's what I do. But the mind and body connection was very new to you, wasn't it? You know, understanding, for example the way you were feeling mentally with the self-doubt and the criticism and the lack of belief and therefore the mental health challenges you had, they were impacting your physical health, which you didn't know beforehand. The doctor had never mentioned that to you, did they? It was just in isolation mental health, in isolation physical health. We treat the mental health, we treat the physical health. There wasn't ever a connection made between them with the help you were getting before you met me? No, no, not at all. Mm. It was, um, I mean, it was, at the end of the day, you, you, I went to the doctors with the, the mental health side. That, you know, it was all a case of, okay, do you want medication? I mm-hmm. said, well, 
I don't know. It was basically, I don't know, you tell me. Yeah. Um, physical health was just the old knowledge of, do you drink? I'll say yes. How many do you drink? Two units, as you always do in there. Uh, uh, do you smoke? No. Well, okay, then. Well, this, this is the medication mm-hmm. that you need to be on. And that was it. There was no sort of link of anything around that. Mm. Or actually, this is what you should be doing differently or where it was at that point in time. Um, and, you know, with being blood pressure, it was nothing that was really physically showing me that I had high mm. blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of years, basically, I, I went without any sort of medication or, or mm. sort of help, shall we say, to, to reduce it. I thought, oh, it's, it's blood pressure, it's... You know, it's, it's, it hasn't caused me any sort of illness or anything or affected my work or anything like that. I thought at the time, so I thought, you know, I won't bother. It was only until well, you had a, you know, a, um, a fright with my father, basically, you know, on, on on certain illnesses that I thought, yeah, I need to get checked out and get some get that under control. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd probably say at that point in time when I did start taking medication, I thought that, yeah, that's it for the rest of my life. Now I'm satisfied with that, that that's going to deal with that. And I... Mm-hmm. Don't need to deal with my lifestyle. I can still deal with my life. Have a good that lifestyle. What I had, and just the, the you know the medication, the tablets would just take care That's of the blood the pressure. Answer, yeah. That was the answer. Um, and never really entered my mindset actually. What could I, you know, help myself on mm-hmm. to get off that medication? Is there anything I could do? And I think obviously the stress levels, everything around mm. that. Absolutely had a massive impact on that and where we are in Hawaii, the mental health side of that. But I do honestly, I do think there now is based especially on what I eat. Yeah, on fresh fruit, mm-hmm. vegetables, the food and not, you know, the heavy heavily salted pre cooked meals or takeaways has had a big impact on that, as well as the general exercise there now and you know, the runs, the the gym gym work around that. Even even to the point of now. I try, and I say I do try, is to do more more movement at work than I would do in the past, you know, even to the point of taking stairs yeah. instead of escalators or lifts. Um, walking back to a hotel now instead of, you know, a lift back or a taxi if it's, you know, within a mile radius. I'll happily do that now and understand how that does have a massive impact on my mind, mm. especially going to work in the morning. Is, is a big thing on that. Yeah. And so, you know, now I think you, you can see how the way you feel mentally plays out in your physical health and vice versa. Your physical health impacts your mental health. So I know you've felt through having better sleep, eating better, enjoying that food as well, um, drinking more water. That's something you're still trying to build a better habit on, but you've, mm. you've definitely started to drink a lot more water. And you've cut back on coffee I would say as well it hasn't been you weren't a massive drinker but you have cut back but you can now you know that when you eat better you feel better mentally don't you feel more focused and as you said have more energy and so you know you also mentioned about the food impact on lowering your blood pressure so Kev's blood pressure has gone down significantly you've reduced the medication which is amazing you know, you're working to get off that. As you said, you thought, well, that's it. Now I'm on this for life. Mm. That's fine. It's going to control it. But your blood pressure was actually still pretty high on the medication. Um, you also were told by the GP just a few months ago, or earlier in, in the last year, yeah, that you were pre-diabetic. But 
now with the foods that you're eating, you can see that that is impacting your very physical health mm. problems that you had for the better, isn't it? So, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, the old adage, you know, for a lot of people of my age, of, of my lifestyle, shall we say, was water was just to get washed in and that was it. Uh, <laughs> we'd never used to use, never used to use water for anything else. You um, can see so I was starting with a very, very, very beginner here. <laughs> You know, and in the old, you know, the old I used to drink water or juice when I was thirsty, and not not is it is a habit to drink mm-hmm. it during the day, and what the impact that would have and concentration and energy and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I say, it's it's still ongoing journey on this and in, in, in trying to get that habit of it, but mm-hmm. it's we are getting there. And I can start to understand what where we are on that. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question now, which I should have asked at the beginning because I normally start every episode with a guest with this question what is your most impactful healthy habit oh it's a good question I think the the most impactful healthy habit I've got is definitely the diet I think the diet Mm -hmm. and and the reason I say that is because I think the diet has fueled me to do a lot of other habits attempt to do the other habits right. what comes through that so you know to me it's like that that's um circle of we've got the diet that means i've got the energy mm-hmm. to work out if i've got the energy to work out that means my sleep patterns come better because i feel better from that yeah, yeah i sleep better my men- mental health mm-hmm. comes best on that which means the next day i've got more energy again to start eating healthy again gym yeah and when you say diet I just want to be really clear because I talk about this a lot. You're not on a diet. You just mean the diet is the sum of the food and liquid you put into your body. That's what a diet is. Every living creature has a diet. Oh, it's not. Yeah. So your diet is, what do you like best about that? Like what's been, you know, a couple of changes to what you eat and drink that you've really enjoyed and and you can feel those differences I think from. That, yeah i think it's the variation of food that i am enjoying now is probably the big thing mm-hmm. where you know i was probably a stickler for the same things uh day in day out week in yeah. week out you know and look forward to the takeaways at the weekend which you know sometimes we still have you know at the odd time mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that but it was generally it was the same things same days every from the same takeaway yeah. shops etc um but now i just think it's it's Probably is just the different flavors of what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. It's probably the big, the big thing. And you know, I love the freshness of the food. You know, mm-hmm. you know the, the the salads or the vegetables or the fruit, etc. It's a uh, that's definitely been the big thing that's opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. I think it's it has, as you know, it's given me a passion for the cooking side as well. And yeah. I've never known that we get so excited going shopping for vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> and and actually, you have. You, you've got into looking at ideas on Instagram, haven't you? Your recipes were all, all often tagging each other in nice recipes and he's had a go quite a few things. And because Lois, my daughter's got celiac disease, that's been something new for you to learn yeah. about and adapt to cooking without gluten, which is much easier than what people think it is. Um, you know, and so, yeah, Kev was a very beginner and that's why, you know, I'm calling this episode, you know, the change in your life just one step at a time because it is just that one step at a time it's not you know suddenly he was with me and I gave him all of the answers to a prescriptive healthy lifestyle because that is not how it works for anyone 
Um, it wasn't that you had lots of knowledge and, and you just couldn't be bothered to do it or you were struggling and then your life changed and so now you had time or, or the reason to do it. You you are still learning, aren't you? You 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 know, you're not massively interested in it. I do bore them to death a lot of the time, sharing what I'm learning and doing and, and talking to people about. But you can now absolutely see, like you say, the value because of the effect it has of taking care of yourself and, and you've got that ultimate why of you want to live the longest, healthiest, best life you can. You know, you want your mobility, you want your faculties about you for as long as possible. And you've realised that in the past, the way you were living was contributing to that, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and just, just probably just going on to the point that you're talking about there is that, you know, from where I was to where I am now, it, it's it's been quite transformative uh, from from yourself. But it's all always been in small steps. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big. I think that's a big thing. And you know, I'm still on that journey on small steps as well. You know, mm-hmm. in taking more water per day, yeah. trying to get a bit more gym hours in mm-hmm. um, around that. But reflecting on where I was last, shall we say, January, February time, um, and we'll just focus on that Great North Run again. You know, it wasn't the case of right. I'm here uh, day zero, not being able to run a mile without being out of breath. Right, I'm going to run 26, you know, sorry, 13 mile. Um, that was the challenge. The challenge I set myself at that point over time was, okay, no, I really want to try and do uh, one mile. And then let's try and do 5K. Then, okay, then by June, six months, let's try and do 10K and see mm-hmm. where we are then. And it was them small goals which I set myself mm-hmm. for certain weeks or certain months which were achievable mm-hmm. but still, you know, a challenge was how I how – I, progress myself there now into to how I was there and that's why I would recommend mm. anybody who was you know it's small steps and any small step you make in the right place you know praise yourself for it because you weren't there yesterday mm-hmm. I'll just slip you that tenor after this to thank you for that I, <laughs> did, I really didn't give him a script to say all of that but that's what I, I love because even though we're together you have evolved in this journey yourself you know I can't force him to do things I know I mean, there's maybe some things I'm trying to push well, his way, but... You wouldn't say that about the broccoli, but yeah. I thought about that. But, you know, everyone is an individual and the only way habits stick is when you want to become that person who does that habit. So, you know, if you want to be somebody who is fit, that's what develops that habit of working out, moving your body, whatever you do to bring fitness to you. Whereas if I just said to you, you have to go to the gym, you have to go to the gym and you weren't connected with it and you weren't bothered about being fit, then that's not going to happen. So I could push and push and that isn't going to give any results or lasting change. Whereas you've took this on board yourself and found your own road yeah. there, haven't you? you? You've took those steps, as you're saying. That, that's what I love and why I wanted to share your story because, you know, as I said right at the beginning, you are not perfect with your health. You know, you're not someone who had, you know, a, a great big plan. You've just gradually evolved with the things that you've realised make you feel better and the better you've felt, the more you've wanted to, and that's the ripple effect isn't it? That's that upward yeah. spiral where the better you feel about yourself, the more your mindset becomes 
positive and optimistic and wants to give more of that into your world. So therefore you want to eat a bit more broccoli or you want to learn to cook or you want to do an extra run because he's he's got us both signed up for the Great North 10K, not the North Run because that's too far for me. I have no ambition to run 13 miles. 10K is going to be challenging enough, but it's, you know, it's like yeah. you've, you've wanted to keep going like you say, with small steps, but it's, you know, that the the compound effect of doing these little things is growing all of the time, isn't it? Yeah. No, definitely. Mm. And it's and that, to me, is, is the big thing of every day, it's a new challenge, but it's a new, it's a new day to improve. Yeah, very good. So just to wrap up, I'm going to share a favourite habit I've got, which we do together. And this is something that I recommend for anyone you know, with any kind of habit is find people to support you and do it together. Doing something like I'm going to share now with kids is an amazing thing to build into your family. We do gratitude, not every day, but quite often on an evening Mm -hmm. when we go to bed, sometimes it's earlier, you know, we share what we're grateful for that day. And when we first started this, Kev would go to the automatic things like me and your children your dad and the rest of your family or the fact that you had a home or a job, you know, it was the, the big things. And I'd say, try and get a bit more micro, try and dig down, even if it's like, well, I got to go outside for a walk today and it was such a lovely sunny day. Or, um, you know, I cooked that meal and I really enjoyed and got satisfaction from having that meal. So, you know, yes, you're grateful for the people who you love and having your family. And that's been something that I think we've both really benefited from, isn't it? To get really like into the detail of just really small little things yeah. that we're grateful for because gratitude practice in whatever way you do it, you know, we're not writing it down, we're just speaking to one another with it, is so powerful for well-being. There's so much research behind this. And doing this with children, even when they're really young, is very, very impactful to think about doing something like this or other habits that you can buddy up with someone so you share it and you do it together because that's a proven way to help embed new habits Mm. as well. So, yeah, yeah, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. So I hope you've enjoyed being a guest on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Very good. I was about to say that. I'm probably grateful that we've got Bruno in the middle. That <laughs> we've got Bruno. <laughs> it's the only Castle United there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that one at all. I wasn't sure who Bruno was. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I hope you've enjoyed listening and taken something from it. And, you know, I always start out wanting to leave you inspired at the end of these episodes. And I hope that's happened today because Kev is a real person. You know, there's no magic dust here sprinkled to miraculously transform his life as he said he feels as though there's been a transformation but it's not something that has created this perfect healthy lifestyle he's just now in control you feel strong you feel well you feel energized you feel passionate about having more of that and that's I think enough isn't it and you just keep keep tweaking and as you said take those small steps Small steps, yeah, one day at a time. Exactly, matter is. So well, thank, thank you <laughs> for being a, such a wonderful coach. Oh, you're very welcome. I'll um, drop the invoice over later. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for listening again, and whatever you're doing today, have a great day, and just think about the habits you have and something that you would like to 
bring into your life to embed in new habits that you can live healthy now. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please remember to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. It would be really appreciated if you could leave a rating and review so other people can find us and build their own healthy, happy life. You can follow Life Now Coaching on all social media platforms and visit our website at lifenow.uk. Links are in the show description. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and can't wait to see you again next week for more tips on living healthy and happy right now. Take care.